welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting episode of the Wrestling With My Thoughts podcast. I am here with my brothers, Kurt and Brandon, for another week of wrestling chat with wrestling fans. Kurt, how you doing this week, man? I'm doing good. It's been a good week, good long week, but I'm doing good. Looking right, for some, right. ready for some football this weekend. Good to hear. Good to hear. Yeah, man, definitely some good football going on this weekend. And I know you're happy that your boys are in it still. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, Brandon, how about yourself, man? How are you this week? <clears throat> um, I'm pretty good. Long, long week. Long, eventful week, I might add. But, you know, we still here. So okay. I'm feeling good. Yeah, that's the upside. You, We're still here. We would hate for you not to be. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, man, my I'm week- just saying, I'm, I'm just saying, <laughs> <laughs> my just week, saying. my week has been pretty good um, for the first time in probably at least a month. Um, professionally speaking, I've been able to say it was a good week. Um, there's mm-hmm. just been a lot going on work related. Um, I'm not going to get into that because this is not the time or place for it. But um, this week was uh, was a good week, man. Uh, it was a good week. I felt productive and uh, walked away less stressed. Let me tell y'all something. I made a simple change in my professional life that seemed to have ma- that seems to have made a huge difference in my in my day to day work. I simply made the change of sorting my emails by subject rather than date, <laughs> and it has made my life so much easier. I don't know how I didn't discover this beforehand because it would have saved me a lot of stress and a lot of anger. So, um, but that said, sometimes when you're in the, sometimes when you're in the moment, man, you don't really see it until you, you just kind of got to sit there for a minute and then it'll just come to you. Like, and you be sitting there like, how in the hell did it take me three and a half years to figure this out? Yeah, bro. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here like <laughs> the this, this answer should have been so obvious. It was right in my face. Um, it, it, it just made everything so much easier. So from here to the day I take my last breath, I am a sort by subject guy. Um, <laughs> uh, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, hopefully you had an opportunity to either join us for the, uh, the live report we did on, uh, when was that? Wednesday. That was uh, Wednesday. <clears throat> and, uh, where we discussed the, uh, the unfortunate passing of Jay Briscoe of the Briscoe brothers uh, we continue to send our thoughts and prayers out to his family. Um, and if you didn't get a chance to hear it, it is available uh, for replay. Uh, check it out. I definitely think you'll like it. Um, Kurt, Brandon, yesterday when I started listening to the latest episode of Jim Cornette's drive through um, I had to stop the show because I, I felt emotional when we did our show. But I maintained <clears throat> when when I heard how the town there that they're from shut down, basically, uh, to pay honor and respects to Jay and his family and to hear uh, Cornette get emotional about it. I like I had to stop. I mean, take my man, car, whatever y'all want to do. I had to stop. Um, Kurt, did you have you had a chance to listen to it yet? I did. And I had to cut it off. I, I couldn't even get through the first like 10 minutes of it. I had to cut it off. Yeah, same. Uh, have you had a chance to check it out yet, Brandon? I have not. Unfortunately, well, I guess just, fortunately, maybe, but I, even now, like, kind of listening to it, because I remember listening to his episode about Bobby Eaton, and I was like, wow. It, yeah, let me. It's still in chunks. So I'm like, man, I, I can only imagine this. I'm gonna just give it a peek. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm going to 
listen to a little bit of it. Just, you know, to kind of see, because that's something that was on my list this week and just didn't get to it. But, yeah, that's... that's, that's well, well for, fair warning, man. Fair warning. The yeah. first... The first 15, 20 minutes um, will probably rip your heart out because uh, like oh, Kurt man. and I, you're a wrestling fan. And like those of you all listening, uh, we're wrestling fans and, and this one hit us hard. So just yeah. before war, man, it, it, the, the first 15 to 20 minutes is a, is a tough listen. Uh, but the show does get back to their normal antics after that. But that first 15 to 20 mm. It's it is, it's gonna it's hit rough. you, man. Look, I don't know. I don't know if y'all hit. I don't know if y'all listen to that show. He did their tribute to Bobby Eaton, but I'm like, if I can survive that, because that was I couldn't that listen was to that. Yeah, I couldn't listen to that one at all. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah that was brutal. And he, you know, Jim cry like that. That that was brutal. But yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, also, <clears throat> also, I want to say before we 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 jump off into the show, man. Um, I, I want to, I, I don't know how this will sound, me being just a, a measly wrestling fan, but um, to Kevin Nash, man, um, I know you're, you're going through some things uh, with the, with the passing of your son. Uh, the, the local police department was called out to do a wellness check on Kevin Nash this week because of some comments that he made that I'm not going to repeat um, here on the show. It's just, uh, it wouldn't be prudent to do so in my opinion. But for some comments that he made on his show um, regarding the loss of his son. And I uh, just want to send my support to Kevin Nash. Um, I, I can't imagine what he and his wife must be going through, their feelings and emotions. So, um, Kevin, for what it's worth, coming from me as a wrestling fan here in the state of Georgia, keep your head up, man. We love you and we support you. Absolutely. So, yes, um, so what I want to do uh, here off the rip, folks, is... Um, provide a little bit more information uh, that has come out since our, our live broadcast on uh, on Wednesday regarding the accident that, that did take the life of Jay Briscoe. Um, there are reports that say his daughters have been upgraded from critical to stable position, which is, is great news. Um, some, of the new, some of the news outlets are releasing the, the girls' names, and um, I don't want wrestling with my thoughts to, to have any part of that because these girls... Um, God bless them. They're, they're young and, and they deserve their anonymity. They're already going through enough with having lost their father and the traumatic injuries that they're dealing with. I don't think it's, it's, it's a good idea to have their names out there right now. That's just opinion of mine as a father. Um, the, uh, the eldest daughter who is 12, um, has been reported to have gained, uh, some feeling in her hips and thigh area. Um, but there hasn't been anything reported uh, in terms of feeling below her knees with the exception of uh, tingling in her feet every once in a while. Um, not that she's able to move her feet, but she is able to feel some sort of tingling sensation, which hopefully that's good news. I I'm, I'm, have no medical background whatsoever, but um, hopefully that's some good news that, that nerves are firing and still working and hopefully she'll be able to uh, to regain mobility and uh you know I, my heart goes out to her and, and and her mom and her family um his young his youngest daughter um even though his his oldest daughter seems to have had the more serious injuries um his youngest daughter seems to have had the most injuries um i didn't take time to list all of them but i do know that she had uh, i believe compound fractures in her legs i believe there was a broken rib 
there was some internal bleeding that they, they did surgery to correct, so that's no longer a problem. Um, she did have um, some broken bones in her neck and her back, but they're, they're um, not to the extent that, it, that it's causing any sort of um, immediate issues in terms of uh, possible or potential paralysis. They believe that it can be um, corrected with the use of a neck brace and a back brace. Um, so uh, these young ladies have been been upgraded to stable condition, but they definitely still have a long way to go on the road to recovery. Not oh, yeah. just not just with the physical, but with the mental. Um, with the the fact of having lost your father, gone through such a tragic <clears throat> and traumatic uh, automobile accident. Please keep this family, the Pew family, um, in your thoughts and prayers. Um, Kurt, you're the father of two young men, um, and uh, I, I'm the father of a grown man. But um, Kurt, how would how uh, speak to me as a father of a younger child like Jay's children? Like, can you even imagine what would be going through through your mind at this point? I cannot, because I look at my little boys every day and just like. I get, you know, nervous when they just hit themselves, like just running around here playing. So just to be in an accident like that and just fighting for their life, I could imagine what the wife is going through right now. And my prayers and thoughts are with the family because I couldn't even imagine that right now. Yeah, that's it's it's tough, man. Um, Brandon, I, I know that uh, Kurt's, Kurt's children are, are your nephews. Um, could you imagine, and, and, and I'm not trying to put you in that place, but could you imagine – um, even even experiencing something like this, knowing that your nephews were in surgery, one potentially um, suffering some extent of paralysis, um, how how could you deal with that? Well, um, we back here in April, last April, my um, <clears throat> our youngest sister and our niece they were in a pretty bad accident, so it wasn't their injuries were nowhere to the extent of these young ladies' injuries, but, you know, I don't even have to imagine because I've experienced it. When that when that happened, you know, I was the first one there. Once, you know, my sister called or whatever. I was the first one there because it wasn't too far from where um, my parents live and where uh, Kurt and my sister, my older sister, live. So, you know, it's uh, just, you know, firsthand. Like, it is, if I didn't know that they were okay and the way they accident looked, I would have thought that both of them were gone. But um thank God that, you know, they pretty much they almost damn near walked out of there, both of them. So it's a um it's it's a it's it's horrible. I don't have any like I don't have any children of my own yet, but it's it's anytime even when I'm at work and with my students and everything, I look at them like they my kids. So Yeah, yeah. Um, sure. and if anything happens to them in which, you know, I, I think I've talked to y'all about, you know, one or two maybe incidents that happened with some of my students over the course of the year. If something happens to them, I just, you know, it's, 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 it's horrible because it's like, you don't, you know, they kids, man, you don't want anything to happen to them, you know. So um, just thoughts and prayers with um, their family and, you know, and friends, coworkers and everything because that, you know, that really touched a whole lot of people. It really did. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, there is a fundraiser um, to help out Jay's family um, with medical expenses, um, with uh, potentially with funeral expenses for Jay himself. 
um, just whatever may be going on. Because, folks, as you know, when when stuff like this happens in your life, life don't stop. Bills keep no. going. The grind keeps going. And unfortunately, the world doesn't care that you're in pain. Um, no. So if, if you feel so led to, to help out with this, uh, there is a fund on the website, uh, givesendgo.com. That is G-I-V as in Victor, E as in Echo, S as in Sam, E as in Echo, N as in Nancy, D as in Dog, G as in Good, O.com. Now, myself, I'd never heard of this uh, this platform, so I did check it out. I wanted to make sure that, that um, no one was trying to um, scam people. Uh, in this in this situation, which unfortunately people do, it's disgusting, but it does happen. Um, but there are several members from the the professional wrestling community, uh, major names who have contributed on this platform to this uh, fundraiser. So it it is legit. And if you feel so led to to uh, give a little to to help out the Pew family in this time, please go to that website and uh, and share. Um, it's just, it's just sad. Um, and, and then on top of that, to add to add insult to injury, um, on Wednesday when we did our show, we made it a point or we did our live broadcast um, to talk about the, the events going on with Jay. Um, we made it a point to be done by 8 o'clock or before 8 o'clock because we wanted to see the tribute that AEW uh, would pay to to Jay Briscoe, um, as many of you know, Tony Khan bought Ring of Honor several months ago. Uh, the Briscoe brothers had just recently become the uh, what thirteen time uh, Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, and we we expected and uh, we we talked about it privately. But say what you want about Tony Khan as a booker, as a promoter, or whatever else. Um, we can say that we've seen that Tony Khan is a class act human being. Um, would you, would, would you agree, Brandon? Yes. Okay. What about you, Kurt? You would agree with that statement? Absolutely. All day. Okay. So the, the insult to injury was that the new owners of the, what, what we used to know um, as the Turner network, um, we're all local GA people. So we know Turner from back in the day at W2, uh, WTBS, the Superstation. Oh, yeah. Uh, since then, it's gone through several different ownership groups and conglomerates. Well, now it is owned by the Warner Media Group. And AEW requested uh, to do a tribute to Jay on, on the show Wednesday night. Um, but the Wrestling Observer Radio or Wrestling Observer Radio, rather, uh, reported that Warner Media would not allow AEW to hold an actual tribute show for Jay Briscoe, um, kind of like they did for Brody Lee when he passed. Uh, and that is apparently <coughs> due to the tweets that Jay made uh, a few years ago. And just, wow. to, just to familiarize myself um, in light of everything with what those tweets said, um, I remember I remember them being made, and I remember them being talked about then. But I couldn't remember exactly what they said. So to refamiliarize myself, I went back and looked, and and Jay said some shit that was just not cool. It was disrespectful. 
It was hurtful. And quite frankly, I'll go on the, on the record of saying it was homophobic. Um, but since then, Jay has shown remorse. Uh, he's been contrite. He seemed genuine. Nobody knows whether or not he was except Jay himself. And unfortunately, he's no longer with us. All we can go is, uh, go by is the words that the man gave us. Um, so it's unfortunate that, that that still seems to be a, a bone of contention. I'm not saying it should be forgotten, or, uh, but I am saying it should be forgiven. Um, Jay had had to carry the weight of those words for the remainder of his life. Um, the rumor appears to be that there is one, it, it's, it's seemingly one specific executive um, that shot down the attempts not only to, to do this tribute show, uh, but shot down the idea of Jay and Mark coming on uh, with AEW. Um, I, I want to stop right there for just a minute. And, and Kurt, I want to get your opinion on this. Um, I, because I believe you said something on this show before in one of our earlier episodes about saying things when you were younger or saying things that um, you may not have meant or fully understood the weight of those words that you said. Where are you at on on what Jay said? Um, I think the most recent one was back in 2015. Um, where are you at with, with regards to what he said in those tweets? I think he was wrong for what he said, but I think everybody deserves a, a, a second chance and a second opportunity to redeem themselves. Absolutely. He's he shown a lot of remorse of what he said. He knew he was wrong. So, you, need, you, you know, we move on. And not to have a tribute to celebrate, you know, his life I thought I think that's wrong, but I also want to, and I we hit on this last night. Um, I'm not sure if uh, AEW Dynamite is a live show because I heard I've heard Tony uh, Shivani on his podcast they say he's busy on Tuesday because they're shooting the show. If I heard him correctly, and I think they shoot on Tuesday. And then they televise it on Wednesday and they just show live. And I could be wrong, but that's what I kind of remember what him saying. And that's, in my opinion, and just thinking of the guy Tony Khan is, even if they told him they couldn't do it, I think he still would have did something. That's just my opinion. Yeah. I, I, and I'm with you. And, and, and like I told you guys last night in our pregame, um, it's easy for me to say this sitting in the comfort of my own home, but I would have done it anyway and then asked forgiveness later. Um, I just think it was it, it was too important, in my opinion, to not do that uh, tribute to Jay. Absolutely. At least something more yeah. than, than a graphic. I, I know some of the wrestlers individually wore armbands and they did their own little tributes to Jay. But I, I just think... I Okay, so Ron, excuse me, Brandon. So Ron, did did you see anybody during the show have on anything? Because I did. I, I thought I saw an armband or two. Now I may be wrong. No, they had on they had on they had on armbands that said Jay. Yeah, during the show. Yeah, during yeah. the show. Yeah, yeah, I missed that. Yeah, they had them on. They they was like the uh both the books came out first. They had the armbands on. They said Jay on the side, and then uh, Brian Davidson had one on too. And now yeah, I missed that, Brandon. Since since um you you apparently had something to say, and I don't mean that the way it sounds, but you had something yeah. to say to all of this. What what were you going to say about uh AEW being denied the opportunity to do a tribute? 
Um, I was just going to say, I thought that they would have at least been able to do like a 10 bell salute or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause you know, everything just kind of happened all of a sudden, but I was kind of, I remember reading up like the next day that that was why they really couldn't do much of anything. And I'm just like, come on, man. Like, you know, Uncle Kirk, like I believe people should have, you know, people should get a second chance to, people should have to get a chance to redeem themselves. Yeah. I mean, you know, especially considering in the, world that we live in today with, you know, all these social media sites, Twitter and everything, because at one point in time, it, Twitter was the wild, wild wish. You could say whatever you wanted to say on there. And then at some point, I don't know, just the politically correctness just kind of came out and just took over. And it's like, if you say the wrong thing, you know, the world will hold you accountable for it for the rest of your life. Yeah. You could have been, you could have been a teenager. You didn't know what the hell you was talking about. But they'll pull that out and they'll hold it against you for the rest of your life. And I just don't, that's one of the things about life. I'm just like, that's not fair. It's not, it's just, it ain't, it ain't fair. Cause it's like, hey, you know, we all change every day. Our mindsets don't stay the same. I might, I mean, I was wrong. He expressed how, you know, he, you know, was wrong with what he said. And I think he just, at some point, we just got, have to kind of let it go. And then on top of that, the guy was a family man. He was a dad. He was bringing his girls home from Chile and practice and lost his life tragically. So it's like, you still gonna hold that? He's a dead man. Now you gonna still hold that over his head? Like, but that's the world we live in. So you know. Yeah, I, I just. I wish they could. I wish I would say. I, I knew. I'm sorry, but I knew that. Um, if they would have had the green light, the AEW would have done something really special. But it's one of those times where it's like, man, you know what? If I got to pay a fine or something like that, because I got the money, but you know, that's this is exactly. one of our guys, and he deserves he deserves a tribute because he, you know. He's one of the good. He's one. He's, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. He contributed well to the business and everything. And people loved him. He deserves a tribute. So that's it. I would have to put the system on that. They would have to find me. You know, whatever you got to do. But I'm doing this. So it, slap my hand or whatever punishment you're gonna give me. But we doing this tonight. Absolutely. I told me, I, I told me, I pay in cash. Yeah, yeah we're doing this tonight. We're doing especially, this tonight. Especially if you are, in fact, a live show. What are they going to do? Pull the plug? What are they going to do? I mean, I, mean <laughs> I, I would have, <clears throat> and, and like I said, again, I, I'm, I, I don't own a multi billion dollar business. I'm not reliant upon another multi billion dollar business to, to distribute my, my product or my content. But I would have been like, you know what? Okay, cool. We can't do it. I would have held a private meeting with my with my uh, EVPs and the 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 wrestlers on my on my roster and say, look, here's what they said we can't do, but here's what we're gonna do, and right. I'll take the heat for everything. Um, none of you will be held responsible for this. Blah blah blah. And I would have just done a tribute to him. And then- but it, it, but then I'm like, okay, well, if you're able to show the graphic, you know, why wouldn't they at least let them do a 10-bell salute with all the right. rest of And that, that's the thing that gets me. At least that would have been enough. Yeah, at the very least do that. Um, right. I, I think it would have been apropos to show that match between FTR, that double dog collar match uh, between FTR and the Briscoes at the end of that show as a way to go off the air. Right. Um, maybe you couldn't have gotten away with that with the blood, but you could do what WWE used to do and and show it in black and white. Um, right. I, I just think there were so many things that could have and should have been done. And I, I hold no ill will. I don't blame Tony Khan. 
Tony Khan's in a in a position to where uh, he has to do no pun intended here, but has to do what's what's best for business. For business. business. So um, I, I just think it's short sighted um, on behalf of Warner Media to not acknowledge that this man he apologized. And look, I, I was told my sister told care. me my sister told me when I was younger that she hated me because I. I told my mom and my dad about something because I was legitimately worried about my sister. My sister told me in a fit of anger in front of them that she hated me and she wished I was dead. You can't take that back. No. Nope. But she apologized and we moved forward with our lives. And I know my sister didn't hate me or doesn't hate me. And I know she doesn't wish that I was dead. And and I look at this the same way. I, look, You'll never hear me say what, what Jay said was, oh, we should just, you know, push it to the side. No, what Jay said was horrible. He he used a, a, a slur against people within the LGBTQ community. Um, he he said that if, if you tried to teach his children um, that, that marriage, same-sex marriage was okay, you're going to have problems with you. I'm with him. I'm not going to say exactly what he said. So what he said was serious and needed to be dealt with. However, in the years since Jay himself has said, look, I'm sorry. I was, he has actually called himself ignorant for making those statements. Um, what more can a man do or a person in general do to atone for the shit they've done in their past? Um, our, our current sitting president here in the U.S. has ties to the Ku Klux Klan. But he has said things since then to distance himself, whether he's genuine or not, that's only something that, that President Biden knows. The point I'm driving at is he said and did something when he was younger. And I've called him out on it, but... He said and did something when he was younger that he regrets having said once he matured a little bit. Same thing with Jay Briscoe. He should be held accountable for what he said, and he was. But he also atoned or attempted to atone and apologize. With that being said, there are some members of the LGBTQ community who are also in the wrestling business that went on to share their positive experiences with Jay and Mark, for that matter. Um, I shared one. On my page, um, I cannot remember at this moment what the person's name is. I know it's Pollo something, but I cannot remember her name. Uh, she is a transgender wrestler. And there's a picture of, of her with Mark and Jay, and she had nothing but positive things to say. She said that, that Mark and Jay supported her when a lot of people told her that they wouldn't because of how they felt about things said that nothing could have been further from the truth because those gentlemen grew up from that. Oh, I say gentlemen, Mark actually called out Jay when all of that shit was said. Um, and Mark acknowledged that, that Jay had apologized and, and whatnot, but to like you said, Brandon, to continue to hold this over this man's head after he's dead and gone is it's ridiculous. Um, what was it? Is it, um, it was in the movie Malcolm X, and I can't remember. It was a shower scene in the prison. I believe that's what it was. But Malcolm X was told something about a, a, a man's past deeds not holding court over his current 
situations or something to that effect. And that's how I feel about this. Um, yeah. And I hate to keep beating a dead horse, man, but uh, look, I, I have people extremely close to me who I love dearly and who I will fight to the death for if you disrespect them that are members of the LGBTQ community. So I understand how hurtful that was. But I also understand that the man tried to atone. Uh, right. I just and you got also, man, society was in a place where it was changing. It's soon anyway. Yeah. And so you're gonna always have people that you can always have people that feel that way. Is it something that should be said, especially if you are a known public figure? No, keep your thoughts to yourself. But you gonna you wanna always have people that feel that way, so yeah, I mean, if the person come back and apologize, say, "Hey, I was wrong. I was dead wrong for that. I apologize <clears throat> and do whatever it is they can to make it right or whatever." I think that that person should be given another shot. Look, and man, now they go and they, they they screw up again. Then hey, whatever happens, happens. Look, man, yeah. I, I'll put myself on blast. I shared with you guys a couple of weeks ago uh, in private conversation um, things that I'd said in the past. That yeah. I did not realize the weight that though I was a child, I did not realize the weight that those words carried. Yeah. One one such instance was something that wasn't anything really of consequence. It wasn't a racial slur. It wasn't anything a slur of any kind, really. But what I said to an individual was hurtful. I see that now. I'm embarrassed having said that to that person. I'm 47. I said that shit when I was like 10, 11 years old. I'm embarrassed to this day that I said it to that person, but I can't change the past. The only thing I know that I have done is from then to now, I have advocated for the very things that I'm uh, against the very things, like I said, back in the day, because I was not that person. It wasn't meant in that way. And that's the same thing. That's the same way I'm looking at Jay. Uh, They were raised and, and look, I'm not trying to get off on a tangent against religious households, but they were raised in an extremely religious household where those sorts of values were taught. Like a lot of us was. Yes. Brandon, Kurt, I think all three of us can agree that the sky is blue, but if our parents had taught us that that sky is red, we would be ready to throw down and fight with somebody that that sky was red, not blue. Yep. Yep. And as we get older, we learn, Hey, wait a minute. What mom and pop told me wasn't right. Yep. So an, enough right. of beating that dead horse, man. Look, all I all I want to say to the to the the world who still holds any sort of hatred towards Jay, the man's dead and gone. So either revel in the fact that he's dead and gone, and, and because you think he was a personal a uh, 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 hateful person deserving of such a thing, which I greatly disagree with you on, but that's your right to feel that way. Then then feel that way and go the fuck on. For those of us who, who who read the interviews, who watched the interviews, I didn't know him personally, but all we can go by is what the man said. And he made amends. And you have people in the LGBTQ community that are vouching for this guy. There is an openly gay wrestler. Um, I, did we see Effie at at um, Ric Flair's last match? I can't remember. I can't remember. I can't remember. But remember. Effie, Effie is an openly gay wrestler who does some very weird things in the ring. Very weird things. This man will never be on national television doing some of the things he does in the ring. But even him, he said that, that he had nothing but good things to say about Jay. 
So enough about that, man. Um, you know, I, I know that not all of those people who spoke up for Jay don't represent all members of the LGBTQ community. Um, but I think it speaks to the fact that Jay sincerely tried to make amends and show that remorse for what he had said. The, look, we, we, we just went over it ad nauseum for several minutes here. The tweets were indefensible. Nobody disputes that. But how many of us have said things that we later had remorse about? And I'm going to leave it at that because Brandon's guilty, Kurt's guilty, Ron is guilty, and everybody listening to this show right now is guilty of that. So hold yourself to the same standard you're holding J2 for that, if you feel that way. Um, I, and I'll continue my stance uh, against Warner Media that if they have no issue prominently featuring Sammy Guevara, I'm going to say the motherfucker's name. If they have no problem featuring Sammy Guevara, who said on a podcast that he would like to rape another wrestler, then why the fuck are you holding Jay and Mark back? Why are you, one is worse than the other? Explain that to me. Nah, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm getting a little. I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna say something, but I ain't trying to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, so. I mean, some things maybe we don't need to say on the show. You know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah, because yeah, I am let, getting let, heated. Yeah, let's, um, let, 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 let's keep let's, it moving. Let's, let's, keep it moving. <laughs> let's go on to the yeah, yeah, yeah. All I, all I'll say is, um, I, but I will say this, Ron. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. How you ain't wrong at all? You're not wrong. But let, let's keep it moving. <laughs> yeah, for out of respect for Jay, I agree. Let's 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 keep it moving. Um, so again, but last thing I want to say, folks, if you do want to contribute to, to help his family financially with the massive amounts of just medical bills that are going to come in from this, uh, this tragic situation, feel free to, to, to check out that, uh, that platform and donate if you so feel. Um, so let's move on to something a little less heavy and it ain't going to get Ron pissed off. Um, <laughs> the hurt business. Are they back in business? Kurt, are they back in business? So uh, I hope so. And uh, the rumor that I've been reading is um, that they're going to get back together. But uh, as a new Hurt business, it'd be Lashley, MVP, and the Street Profits, which I think would be great. I think that'd be a great idea, great new vision to go towards. And I think you can build the Hurt business up as a new uh, 2.0 and then go against the bloodline with Roman Reigns. So I think that's a lot of money that could be made. Absolutely. 100% agree when you when you mentioned this to me. Because I uh, maybe I, I tuned out or whatever at that point in the show, but I didn't even notice that, that the, the former members of Hurt Business were helping each other that night. Um, <clears throat> I think that there is, there is a huge upside to bringing them back and uh, what they can do on down the line, possibly with the bloodline. Brendan... Were you a fan of Hurt Business, and and would you be happy or welcoming to a, a Hurt Business 2.0, if you will? I was a, um, I, I I am a very big fan of the Hurt Business. The Hurt Business is what got me back watching Raw every uh, week. Oh wow, okay. Because uh, before then, before then, I wasn't watching it like that. I would just catch the highlights and then catch the pay per views. But they brought me back to watching wrestling every single week because that was like at one point in time it was must see TV. Um. And this is before the bloodline and all that. So 
Um, I hope that they bring them back in some form or fashion. I think the Street Profits would be a great addition, even if they kept all the, all the old members or whatever. And I could even see Omas being a part of the group, you know, being, I guess, you know, maybe the visceral of the group or whatever. Um, and so, you know, I, I'm really looking forward to it because I felt like they should have never broken up in the first place. Never should have broken up. Hundred percent agree. Sorry, to interrupt. I, 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 I was pissed when they. I was pissed when they broke them up because I'm like, I you agree. could, you could still agree. get so much. You could get it. That was so much more you can get out of it. And the bloodline was just starting and everything. And I'm like, we could have had one of the the best. You know, even though the bloodline story is just. This, they they just throw, they just 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 hit home runs every week. So so let me. But I'm like, we could have really me, had something else on the side as far as like factions and stuff, man. And then to me, they just broke them up too fast. Let me let me jump in real quick, Brandon. With you mentioning the bloodline and and the hurt business in the same uh, the same breath, this is where I wanted to go with this conversation. I think all three of us wanted to go with this part of the conversation. There is a massive upside, at least in my mind of Hurt Business versus Bloodline. You've got built-in feuds ready to go from Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns to the the Usos and Street Profits. Um, what, are your, what are your thoughts on that, Brandon? I would love to see it. Especially the Usos. Oh, the Usos, well, we've already seen the Usos and the Street Profits. They already have a rivalry at Bang anyway. But just the um, just the whole that group, it would have made it it would have just made it even bigger than what it was. And, um, you know, they, there would have been the two because each show would have had their own group. SmackDown has the bloodline. Raw has the um, the Hurt Business. And I'm like, they, they were just knocking, they were literally just knocking stuff out of the park when it yeah. came to, you know, yeah. promos, matches, the whole nine. So, you know, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I, but I don't even know how much longer they're going to keep bloodlines together anyway. You don't know. So, like, hopefully, if they do bring them all back together, hopefully we didn't really miss the boat. But before before I get your opinion on this, Kurt, I want to say something before I forget about it. Um, talking about the, the the bloodline and how long they'll be together and so on and so forth. Listening to another uh, show earlier this week, I heard them mention, um, you know, WrestleMania is two nights now. Uh, potentially Roman Reigns facing The Rock on, on night one and then facing, say, Cody uh, Rhodes night two. Do you know that I spent the rest of my, I turned the radio off and spent the rest of my drive home booking those two nights in my head. Mm. <laughs> From a scenario of where uh, Roman loses to Rock and then loses to to Cody to where he wins versus the Rock but loses to Cody. I had this whole scenario <laughs> and I wish I would have been in front of a computer to put that shit down. Um, I, I was, I was booker of the year at that moment. Um, but, but going back to the topic at hand, Kurt, um, do you feel that they have built in ready to go ready made feuds with, with a potential new hurt business and the bloodline? Absolutely. Cause what you can do, if you put this together with just um, MVP uh, Lashley, Omos, and then Street Profits, you can build them up to where it's the two forces against each other with um, the Hurt Business and Bloodline to where you can you can drag it on for at least a year, if not yeah, longer. Yep. Absolutely. If not yep. longer. And the other thing about it is 
now you have a monster in in Lashley to go against Roman Reigns. Yep. To where you can that can drag out for at least a year. So it's money to be made if you do it the right way. And you you have yep. to keep Omos in there, but you don't even involve the old her business. Now we got her business two point and now you have new members and you and you build them up. Yep, I agree. And and the second thing is based off of what you said about the the WrestleMania, and if I was Booker, this is what I would do. Since it is two nights, I would have Reigns against Rock. Reigns beat Rock, but then the second night he loses to Cody. Because now you have another feud that Reigns can go back on with if he's going against Lashley, he has Lashley and Cody. Yep. Yeah, so I, you I, have a lot of money to be. And they all intertwine with each other. Absolutely, bro. When when I tell you, I wouldn't let him. I wouldn't let him lose to Rock. He got to beat the Rock because that's his cousin. To beat the just like he has the tribal chief right now, there's no way he can lose to the Rock. So you got to have him beat the Rock. That okay. has to happen. No, no <laughs> if and buts about it. He has to beat. Him. So so let me let me let me tell you just briefly. Hit a table. <laughs> let me tell you just briefly what I came up with on that scenario, Kirk. Um, and, and I'm not going to take a whole lot of time on this, but like you said, Reigns beats The Rock, right? He comes away from that match supremely confident that nobody can touch him, that he just beat uh, the, the most well-known actor in Hollywood, the highest paid actor in Hollywood, one of the greatest WWE talents ever. He's supremely confident, goes into the match with Cody. Cody can't fuck with me. He's not on my level. Whatever, Cody. He he just wants to flick him off like a like a dog flicks a flea off its nuts. And he loses to Cody. He loses to Cody because he's overconfident. And then Roman Reigns just kind of walks off. Don't say shit. Just walks off. He's in disbelief. And we don't see him for a while. Bloodline. What the fuck is going on? Where's Roman? Roman shows back up at some point in the future. And just destroys everybody, including the people in the bloodline, to 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 mm. assert himself as once again top dog. I wouldn't go that far as to, to destroy the bloodline. I wouldn't do that. So, but yeah, that's. I mean, I I went through several scenarios. Um, I wish I would have <laughs> had my damn laptop with me, bro. Um, but uh, but yeah, I I think that there is a huge upside to um, hurt business versus bloodline. Just bringing the Hurt Business back together, period. Um, like both of you said, I don't think they ever should have been broken up. Um, and I think it, it sets the course for two major, very good factions on a collision course at some point. Um, now, let me let me take this out of the world of professional wrestling. And, and I didn't even bring this up with you guys in the pregame because it just occurred to me. So I apologize for the for for hitting you with this out of nowhere, but as as black men in America and as black men who are wrestling fans, try to explain to the audience if you can the importance as a, a black man in America seeing something like the Hurt Business being featured in prominent roles, uh, prominent non-goofy, non-dancing roles uh, in the world of wrestling, Kurt? I think it's great. You know, they have looked at in a more serious light and not this commercial stuff or cartoonish thing. And I, I like how they did it the first time. So they were very serious and they were considered serious and not a joke. 
And, and we need that because, you know, a lot of, and that's the one thing I don't like about W, I didn't like about it, and I still don't, some of the people that have as black wrestlers are just a joke and cartoonish. I don't like that at all. And I, I just still think it's some kind of racist in WWE towards black wrestlers that I don't like at all. I, I, I could agree with that. Even as a white male, I agree with that. Like, I, I see it. You know what I mean? I mean, when, 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 I, and I'm going back here, when in the 80s, you bring a guy back and call him Saba Simba. You you read my mind. You read my With fucking mind. You read my mind. You read my mind. And and all of that. And then you know, fast forward to today. Um, you know, nothing nothing negative at all to say about their talent, but the new day. Um, you know, from from throwing pancakes into the crowd, dancing, playing musical instruments, whatever is, it's. it's it's like you just said that it, it always seems to be something funny. It's or, a joke. Or, yeah, it's or, a joke. Or, yeah, it's a joke. Brandon, um, piggybacking off what Kurt just said, how do you, how do you feel as a young black man in America, um, seeing some some serious representation um, in the form of hurt business within the professional wrestling scene? It was awesome. It was awesome. Um, because, you know, like y'all said, like, we, you know, for the most part, you know, we've been, you know, kind of contrast in the comedic light. Even with some of the serious wrestlers or whatever, at some point they end up doing something that was funny. Booker T is one of the ones. I, I was just about to say Booker T. I'm sorry for that. <laughs> but, but at the same time, like, everybody knew Booker T was legit. So, you know, he, he, he was legit. So he could do stuff like that and get away. But it's like, but still, like, you know, with all the, you know, the comedy and everything, I kind of hated what they did with R-True. Because Ronald True Killers was the shit. You know what I'm saying? He was a serious wrestler. He's NWA, first black to be NWA champion and all that. So, um, you know, I'm glad. Hopefully if they do it correctly and just keep him the way that they were, just serious dudes, like they were a legitimate threat. And yeah, you know, I'm, I'm all for it, man. It was it was awesome, and like I said, that's what brought me back to watching Monday Night Raw every week because I had stopped watching Monday Night Raw every week for like years. Now, and, and think about and that's this. What brought me back. Think about this, um, with the exception of Sami Zayn. But no, I'll include Sami Zayn because I think Sami Zayn is is actually Syrian. I think by he's Canadian born, something like that. Uh, so I'll even include Sami Zayn in this. But take into account potentially a a major storyline long running storyline between two factions of people who have been traditionally marginalized in the professional wrestling business um i think personally i think that would be great because not only does it help progress some things from a social uh, uh social issue standpoint these guys are all very very talented um you know, uh, and and also this just popped in my head. Shout out to Shelton Benjamin, um, celebrating his twenty years in uh, WWE. Uh, I think this is going to sound crazy when I say it, but I think Shelton Benjamin is one of the most underrated wrestler, professional wrestlers of all time. Facts, I agree. Um, facts, capital letters, facts, all the way. Yes. Um, so yeah, I I, I think. WWE has a, a huge uh, pot of gold sitting in their lap with with Hurt Business versus Bloodline. And hopefully we'll get to see that come to fruition. Um, 
next week, gentlemen, next week is the Royal Rumble. Which Royal Rumble is this? I'm lost on numbers. Does anybody oh, know? <laughs> uh, yeah, yes, oh, I do. I have the right up in you know, front I, of me. Thir- 36. 30, okay, okay. Yeah, they've been going Man. on forever. And for those of you who don't know the background uh, behind how Royal Rumble came <laughs> to be, um, first and foremost, let me give credit where credit is due. Um, and the more I learn about him uh, outside of his role as a wrestler, the more I am in complete awe of him. Yes. Pat Patterson was a fucking genius. Yes, he was. Um, mm. Pat Patterson is the uh, is the the architect of the Royal Rumble match. He came up with it. Royal Rumble <laughs> was Vince McMahon's attempt, and I guess ultimately his success. And it was a success at destroying <laughs> Jim Crockett Promotions. Um. Crockett was actually the first promotion to jump into what at that time was, um, it wasn't called pay-per-view at that time. What was it called at that time? Closed circuit. Closed circuit. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Crockett was the first person that jumped into that. So he was actually the innovator of that. WWE would like to have you believe that Vince was the innovator with WrestleMania 1. He was not. Um, He did it bigger and better with WrestleMania 1. But, well, I wouldn't say better. I'll say bigger because I still was a bigger fan of NWA. But Crockett was the the innovator with closed-circuit television. And Vince, <laughs> Vince ran Royal Rumble for the first time completely free on USA uh, against a uh, uh, Jim Crockett Promotions uh, closed-circuit event, pay-per-view event, however you want to say it. And it's it's been a... It's been a thing since. So the newest one is coming up on next weekend. And um, I know we're all going to be watching it. Three of us will all be watching it. We're, we're kind of kicking around the idea of uh, doing a live broadcast during the actual Royal Rumble match. Um, there's some discussion to be had about that. But uh, what I would like to talk about today is um, our thoughts on surprise entrance. Um, Brandon, I want to start with you. Um, give me, you don't have to give me any set number of people, but, um, who do you, who do you look forward to or see as a potential surprise entrant into the Royal Rumble? Well, I heard through the grapevine that, you know, I guess WWE was going to be some, uh, forbidden door type stuff. And so mine's probably going to be a little eclectic because I'm like, I really don't know at this point. And I'm kind of glad I really don't know. But I'm like, it would be cool since the great Muda is on his way out. If the great Muda came in and did a little couple minutes or whatever. And, you know, he's surprised because I don't think he's ever been at WWE anyway. Um, I mean, we've seen, honestly, not to cut you off, we've seen worse come through the, the Royal Rumble. So it, it wouldn't bother me to see Muda. Yeah. But, just, you know, just, you know, just because he's, he's on his way out. Right, right. Um, so, at one point in time, when we first proposed the question weeks ago, I was like, it's going to be Cody Rhodes, but now we already know he's in there. Um, yeah, more on that in just a moment. Maybe the Rock, right. Um, I've heard scenarios about The Rock coming in and winning the Royal Rumble, the Challenge Rumble for the titles at WrestleMania. So, that could be a possibility. We'll see. I highly doubt it. Um and this is a guy that's in NJPW. His name is Jay White. 
I think he's been on um, AEW a few times or whatever. Mm-hmm. So if they decide to do a, a Forbidden Door for real, that would be cool because he's apparently he's a popular wrestler over in Japan. And I'm going to actually take some time out just to kind of, you know, take a look at what he is. I've been hearing his name a whole lot. Um, so as far as surprises, that's pretty much it. I don't really have much. I don't know really what to expect this year. Okay. Okay. I don't I think, um, that, I, think, I, think I think that's a good thing. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I love, I love the surprise of the Royal Rumble. Um, I love watching it every year, whether it be somebody like as corny as Brother Love coming out or, yeah. you know, somebody as serious as The Undertaker coming out, um, which I hope doesn't happen this year. But, ah, so do I. But, uh, I actually have Doink the Clown written down here, too. <laughs> <laughs> but but <laughs> I, I, love, I love the surprise of the Royal Rumble. I like not knowing, and that's why we'll talk about Cody in just a moment. Um, Kurt, right. Kurt, what do you think about any sort of uh, surprise entrance that nobody sees coming? So on the women's side, I think bringing Naomi back would be cool. Okay, not one yeah. I consider. Yeah. yeah, I think bringing Naomi back would be cool. Yeah. And on the men's side, the only one that I think you know we really care about and everybody's hoping to see is The Rock. Okay. Because yeah. I can't think of anybody else that would just bring attention or get a, get a buzz out of it because we don't want to see Lesnar again. Because we've seen no. that. A thousand times. Right, we don't right. want to see the Undertaker. We I don't never want to see him back in the ring. So I think they'll be I second that. <laughs> what if they put Flair, what if they put Ric Flair in the Royal? Uh, no, I would blow no. my brain. Hell no. <laughs> I love I love Ric. No, he's gonna be at him and Triple H made up, so he's gonna be at the show. I will blow my brains out. <laughs> Good Lord, Rick! Please don't get in this match. We need Kurt. <laughs> Yeah, but those those are my two. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, for me, um, it's not so much a surprise, but he has been around recently. Um, John Cena, um, if for nothing else, because of what WWE is going through, whether whether they are going to sell it or whether they're just looking to maximize the potential on uh, uh, TV rights deals or whatever, I think – I can see Cena coming back for for a quick entry into the Royal Rumble um, just because he's back. And I think it would get a good pop. Um, I look to see Road Dog in the Royal Rumble. And uh, for the Women's Royal Rumble, um, I hadn't thought about Naomi. Great pick, Kurt. Very good pick. Um, but for the Women's Royal Rumble, I really don't have anybody. The one I would have liked to have seen, they've already brought back. Uh, which is Charlotte. Yeah. Um, yeah. Potentially, potentially Ronda Rousey. I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't. It'll get a good get a big pop from the fans, but I don't know that it does anything really for the Royal Rumble. So it'll be interesting to see what what happens on the twenty eighth. Um, now, with regards to the elephant in the fucking room, yeah, Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes would have been the perfect person to have come back at Royal Rumble. I think for the entirety of his absence from the time he went out with his injury until the time he showed back up, his name should have never been mentioned. I'm talking no updates, no nothing and just have him show up at the Rumble. But for some unknown reason, WWE saw fit to start running vignettes of his injury 
talking about coming back and that he is coming back. Um, Kurt, me and you uh, seem to be really pet. Not saying that you're not, Brandon, but me and you seem to be really heated about this. This was the stupidest shit ever to me. What do you think? They fucked this up. Bluntly, yes. They fucked this up. Just like with Charlotte. Charlotte, Charlotte should have been the surprise at the Women's Royal Rumble. And Coach should have been the surprise at the men. Absolutely. They, they fucked both of these things up. Absolutely. They fucked them up because now just announcing them, like what what what's the payoff on that? Is there there is none? Yeah, there's there's. Do you, do you understand how big if you bring him in? Let's let's say you bring him in at number thirty, Cody Rhodes. So now most everybody's been eliminated. So now he's definitely gonna get a shot at the title now. Yeah, at WrestleMania. And 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 that not to cut you off, Kurt, but that to me is the problem. Well, one of the problems, the main problem in my eyes, of what they've done. Now with announcing that he's coming back, people expect him to win the title. And if yes. he if he doesn't, it's going to fall flat. It's going to yep. be horrible, and they're going to get the exact opposite of what they wanted. Correct. So yeah, that's I just I think the 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 build up to his return was a huge mistake, huge yeah. mistake. Uh, Brandon, what are your thoughts on it? Um, I think Cody's gonna win the World Rumble. Number one, they did the same thing with Triple H when Triple H tore his quad and came back. They did the exact same thing. Yeah, but did now, they, oh, go I ahead, don't go think. Ahead. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> but I don't think. I mean, I don't think it's really to me like it ain't that stupid because it's like. As far as us, we kind of expected him to come back during the Royal Rumble anyway. So, I'm like, if you're going to do all these vignettes and all that, he damn well, he better win. You know what I'm saying? Like, he better, he got to win. Because yeah, it's like, no what's the point of you doing all those well, vignettes if he's not going to win the Royal Rumble? And it's still up in the air if whether the Rock is coming back or not anyway for WrestleMania. And for the WrestleMania match for the title, who in the hell else? Roman done beat everybody. So, who in the hell else is he going to go up against for the title? So if, they, if he's going to come back in the rumble, he better he, he better win. Yep. Because you know he they you know did all these vignettes and, and everything, or at least if he gets eliminated, he had to be at you better be at the bottom too, or it better not be like a fluke or anything like that. You can't mess this up. And so I mean I I, I kind of expected him to come back because I looked at the timeline of his injury. I said oh he, I said oh yeah he'll be back for the Royal Rumble. I said that months ago when that injury first went down anyway. So. Yeah yeah you said that. Yeah, and hopefully and hopefully and hopefully during the show because they you know they're talking about you know it's gonna be some big shit. So I'm like hopefully like you know whatever it is they got planned it trump Cody coming back. So we'll see. It's all speculation at this point. So I'm, I'm just interested in. Seeing what you know, Triple H and, and, and those fellas got up their sleeve or whatever. Because yeah, Triple H is producing this rumble, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know. He's he been, he been knocking that apart so far, so we'll see. I call bullshit on the, uh, anybody else being a bigger surprise than Cody. I call bullshit on that. I don't think there's nobody else out there that'd be a bigger surprise. I, I agree, hundred percent. That, that's just my opinion, and I think they fucked this up. I hundred percent agree. They fuck, there is no reason to have any vignettes or anything. Don't even just like you said, Ryan. Don't even mention his name. Yes. We all knew the time. We all knew the timetable was there. But okay, thing shit happened. So yeah, for, okay, forget he existed for forget this amount he of time. Exists. Forget he exists. And then at number thirty, you play his music, come out, and the fucking crowd explodes. I I say I'll go a step further than that, Kurt. I say at least for that match introduce him with completely different music 
Yeah. So that nobody knows it's him until they lay eyes on that motherfucker. However you want to do it. But don't announce the shit two weeks before the goddamn rumble. Yeah. That was fucking dumb. Yeah, they they yeah, they they completely they completely screwed up here. So so we'll see. I, I, I'm I going think the fans to... might still I think either way the fans still gonna react the same, my opinion. So I, no, I mean, hell no. look, look, no. I, I think anybody with half a brain knew that Cody was gonna come back at Royal Rumble, provided there were no, you know, issues with his his uh rehab or whatever, uh from his injury. I, I think everybody knew that he was coming back, but now you just told everybody. So yeah. the, the the question of, well, we think he's coming back, but Willie, though, that's gone now. That mystique is gone. I, I'm with you, Brandon. I think he's going to get a huge pop when he comes back, regardless. But okay, I but... think but I think it could have been so much better had you forgotten that Cody Rhodes existed for these past few months. And, and I don't think anybody up. forgot Cody. I don't now, think you know what I mean. Obviously, I don't think anybody really. No, forgot. no, no. I, I don't mean that literally. I mean from a point, a standpoint of not mentioning his name, not running any vignettes, not talking about his return to the company, not talking about Dusty and what he's doing it for, and all that. That's what I mean. I, yeah, I'm with you. Nobody's gonna think forget that he exists. But I, I'm with. I'm a hundred percent with Kurt here. They completely fucked this up. So. Yeah, well, we can agree to disagree. <laughs> and that's what I love about disagree. wrestling with my thoughts. So, so let me, so this, this let me ask you something, Brandon. So, look, we, we having a big party. So, I'm, I'm turning fifty this year. We having a big party. Oh. So you've been out of the country for over a year now, and I'm like, damn, you know, I wish Brandon would be here for my birthday. So, if you say, hey, I'm gonna be there, so there's no suspense. I know you're gonna be here, but then. If it's a surprise, and then like, damn, he's actually here. Yep, he's actually here. I never, I didn't know he was coming. He's here. That, but see, that's, that's the thing with Cody. We knew how long his injury, how long. But, but, but we didn't know. But the, take the injury out. It shit happened. Okay, athletes they get hurt all the time, and they say, okay, the timetable is four months, but now it's being pushed back to six. So same thing could happen with Cody. We know that he should be ready by Royal Rumble. But we actually don't know because nothing has been reported. Right. No no reports have been told. Nobody knows. So just think about, so now we know he's coming back. The anticipation is gone now. He'll get a big pop because we haven't seen him on TV. But it, it pales to what would happened if nobody actually knew he was coming back and then they play his music and show his picture. The fucking crowd goes wild. Yes. Yes, they don't go wild on somebody. I'm, saying, hey, whoa, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking. I'm like, where every reaction he's going to get is what he's going to get, regardless. No, of no, no. I, I totally disagree with that. No, no. Yeah, no. I mean, but and 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 there 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 was no more. There was not. There is not another individual that has the anticipation or had the anticipation of the return from injury that Cody had. The Rock, yeah. if the if the Rock comes back to uh, to take part in Royal Rumble, personally, I don't see that happening. I don't, I, and I don't re- and realistically, I don't want to see it. I want to see the match with him and Roman, but I don't want to see Rock in Royal in the Royal Rumble. Um, but even the Rock, if he were to to, to put his hat in the, or uh, name in the ring, I, I think even he is not as anticipated as the return as Co- of Cody. 
no. simply because no. of the fanfare Cody had when he came back. Yeah. It, it was like, I, I never, I expected fans to be excited for his return. I did not expect for specifically Vince McMahon, but I didn't expect the WWE machine or the WWE universe to go all in on Cody coming back just because of what he went through before he left. I was pleasantly surprised about his return and to, to go from that injury until now and to run these vignettes leading up to his comeback. It's like Kurt said, um, you, you, you took the anticipation out of it. I I agree. I think the the analogy that Kurt gave was beautiful. If, if, I don't know you're going to attend an event of mine and you show up. I'm like, oh, shit, Brandon's here. Oh, man, I didn't know you were going to make it. I thought you might. I knew you were coming back in town about this time, but I didn't know you'd make it to to the party. That's different than you calling me, and I'm still going to be excited that you're coming. But now I know there's no surprise. There's no, you, you didn't take me from a level five happiness to a level 15 happiness because you surprised me. That's just all I'm saying. No, no. So, now, without further ado, I'm going to attempt to channel my inner buffer. I don't know if it's going to be Michael or if it's going to be Bruce. But I'm going to attempt to to channel my inner buffer and say, Welcome to the main event of the evening. In the fourth corner, we have Kurt. In the second corner, we have Brandon, and rounding out in the third corner, we have Ron. Are you ready? Let's get ready to argue! (laughs) I wasn't going to say the other one, because that's copywritten, and I ain't getting sued by that motherfucker. Um, All right, folks. That whole corny intro aside, we have a, a, a best of or greatest list here that I think is going to... Uh, in a friendly way, cause a little bit of argument and dissension amongst the three of us. In, in a friendly way, not any real dissension, but um, I, I think it was Kurt that that uh, proposed the idea that we list our greatest of all time babyface, heel, wrestler to have never won, a greatest wrestler to have never won a world title, and finally, the greatest wrestler of all time. Um, I think some of our answers are going to surprise all of us. Um, there was one in particular. Um, I, I personally am not going to give any honorable mentions or anything. I'm going to give you my person and then, and then tell you why. But with one of my choices, I'm going to tell you the four people it came down to. And it was fucking hard for me to decide on. So... Who wants to flip this off? We gonna go alphabetically? We gonna go by age? What are we doing here? <laughs> Whatever you want to do, and I do have some honorable mentions just to throw that out. That's fine. That's fine. I don't have no issue with you guys having it. I, I was just saying I'm not gonna do it uh, b- because the one that I had, like I sat here for a long time, and I'm going, okay, it's him. Wait, no, it's well, but it's him. And then I finally settled on somebody, uh, and I'm still not comfortable necessarily <laughs> with this with the person I settled on because of the four people I had. So, um, I'm trying to figure out how to do this. Let's, uh, let's go alphabetically. Brandon, I want you to kick us off. What I'm going to do, I'm going to go, uh, by category. We're each going to give our category. We're not going to give like 
all of our categories. We're going to go category by category uh-huh. to each of us, if that makes sense. So, yeah. Brandon, kicking it off, who do you have as your greatest babyface of all time? My greatest babyface of all time is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. There is no way, in my opinion, there's no way, there's nothing that you can look at and see if this dude could be a good, maybe he could have been a good heel, but I just don't see it. And, you know, just, you know, the way his style in the ring and just his whole personality overall and, you know, where he's from and all that, you know, he's never, I don't think he's ever turned heel ever in his career. And that's kind of hard to do. So to me, he's the best, greatest baby face Ever. I can never see him as a heel. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. Kurt, real quick question in, in, in response to what he said uh, regarding um, Steamboat as a heel. Wasn't he a heel, a, a part of a heel tag team early in his career? I do not think so. I think Brandon is right. I could okay. be wrong, but I, but I think Brandon is right. Okay. Okay. I couldn't remember, and I can't remember now who it was. Was it Jay Youngblood he was in the tag team with? That's correct. Okay, yes. I, I, I for some reason I I thought I remembered them as a heel tag team, but um, okay, all right, Brandon. So that's that's your number one, or uh, that's your greatest baby face of all time. Um, alphabetically speaking, Kurt, who is your greatest baby face of all time? Okay, so my greatest baby face would be Dusty Rhodes. That's in my opinion, but I think the biggest greatest, the bigger. Uh, Baby face with Hawk Hogan. That's a hard argument to, or uh, that's an answer that's hard to make an argument against, is what I'm trying to say. But uh, so you're you're going with Hulk Hogan? Yes, I'll okay. go with Hulk Hogan. Okay, you got. Do uh, you want to listen? I mean, I think the reasons are fucking obvious for Hulk Hogan. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> do, you, you know. do you feel the need to run through any of them? Not at all. <laughs> all right. My personal, my personal baby face, my honorable mention. Will be Dusty Rhodes. Okay, uh, and I'm not uh, Brandon. I'm not mad at yours. I think that that uh, Steamboat is a great choice as greatest babyface of all time, and I I think you're right. I do not believe he would have been a good heel at all. The no. only thing it would have seemed fake. Say what? Yeah, it would have seemed fake. Yes, and I I think the only thing, and I mean the only thing that hurt Steamboat's career, and it came later on in his career when he introduced his wife and son with him. Correct. Um, So, moving on, uh, 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 Kurt, I think I said what I had to say about yours. I mean, you don't need to explain why you got Hulk Hogan. (laughs) I think everybody and their brother knows why Hulk Hogan would be argued as that. But mine, I went old school. I went old school. I went before Ron was even a, a, a gleam in his father's nutsack old school. Greatest baby face of all time, Bruno Sammartino. Um, personally, I'm not a huge fan of his. I've watched his matches. Um, just, it, it is what it is to me. But looking back on it, Bruno held the world title for nearly 13 years total. Insane. Uh, his, his first run was May 1963 to January of 1971. His second oh, run was December of 73 to April of 77. Again, almost 13 years as champion. Um, he ne- liked Steamboat. He never worked as a heel, to my knowledge. Um, and by everything I've been able to, to hear and read about him, the gates for shows that he was on were massive. Um, 
he had drawing power like you wouldn't believe uh, back in the day. So that's my pick for greatest babyface of all time. What I'm going to do now is go in reverse uh, of the order we just went in for the greatest heel of all time. And I'll kick this one off. My greatest heel of all time is Harley Race. Um, Harley was cocky. He was tough. He loved to embarrass the baby faces. Um, he drew real crowd heat, not that shut the fuck up heat. And that voice, that vo- hearing Harley talk scares the shit out of me. Um, <laughs> I just think that that he was the top choice in, in this one. And this is where I had the, the four people uh, listed that I had a hard time deciding who to choose. And in no particular order, those four people were Abdullah the Butcher, Harley Race, Rick Rude, and Vince Mc or Mr. McMahon. Not Vince necessarily, but Mr. McMahon. I think that there is a very good argument to be made about uh, McMahon being the greatest heel of all time. Um, Rick Rude was just he was he was created by God to be a heel in the wrestling business. And Ab- <laughs> Abdullah the Butcher, I mean, the dude wrestled for, what, 60 years and scared the shit out of everybody everywhere he went. So, But I ended up on Harley, and I, I think that's a good choice. Um, any, anybody want to add to that? Or, Kurt, you want to go on and give your heel? So my greatest heel would be Tully Blanchard. Oh. He was never a babyface, to my knowledge. He, uh, he had uh, tremendous heat amongst the fans and other uh, wrestlers in the industry. And he was just phenomenal. I, I hated him as a kid. <laughs> just, I just despised him. And he was good on the mic. He could wrestle. You know, he had everything. He had everything. Hey man, and I thought he was a great, great heel. Do you do you know what I told Tully Blanchard when I met him at StarCast? What'd you tell him? I hated you when I was little. <laughs> he laughed and I said I'm serious I said I hated you when I was little I wanted people to I didn't say this but I wanted people to whoop his ass when I was little yes because if you look at him you'd be like I want to choke the shit out of him (laughs) just just to look and I told him I want to I want to choke the shit out of him and then the shit he does in the ring but he had everything man he could wrestle he was good on the mic when he had titles he made the title mean something he was just tremendous, and as as I as a kid, I hated him. But as I as I got older, I was like, this dude was yeah. really good at what he did. Yeah, he was excellent, and I, and I think a testament or or the reason rather he he was so good is because in real life, Tully is an asshole, from what I've heard. Absolutely, yeah. That, that Tully was a cocky asshole. Um, so Brandon, who you got as your favorite heel? Ah, me damn. Tony Blanchard, my favorite heel, too. Man, it's nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with that. I'm a guy, Gil. And you, every reason that Kurt just said, like, come on, man. What, what person, first of all, how many of us know somebody named Tully? Yeah. Your name is Tully. <laughs> every time you say that, that's right. Every time you say that, you just get mad. It's like, I already know you an asshole. Like, come on, man. But, <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> no, I was like, "Oh, Tully coming in there with the damn old man glasses today." That damn suit, that fucking hair. He's over there just talking shit. I'm like, man, come on, you know what I'm saying? I'm just shooting the fire at y'all already. I don
Kurt fucking towels. Oh my god, man! I thought I thought this segment was gonna be. I thought this segment oh was gonna god. be full of us just arguing. <laughs> I did not expect us oh to be laughing god. so hard we were oh crying, god. choking, oh or not able to breathe. Hey, but my, uh, oh I'll, I'll go ahead and say, <laughs> yo, yo, now how long I've been waiting to get that out? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh man! Can we take a moment? Can we take a moment to allow Kurt to, oh to get, regain his composure? <laughs> Hold on, I got to take my glasses off. Oh, oh man. my god! Hey, take my glasses off, man. Because my, my, my glasses are fogging up. <laughs> I say my honorable mention for greatest heel. My honorable oh, mention was Triple H. That uh, that two thousand about what two thousand three or four of that version of Triple H as a heel. I wanted to see that. I, oh, I'm gonna say somebody was supposed to say, but I, I wanted to see him get his ass whooped, especially <laughs> when he was uh doing doing all that shit to the Rock. And then my one of my personal favorites, Mick Foley, and all that stuff. Man, I remember that as a kid. I just wanted to see. I just wanted to see Triple H just get his ass whooped every week, every chance, every chance we got. You know, he was just going around beating. And that, that to me is when a heel, you know, a heel has done their job and done it well. That you like them, but you hate them. Like I, yeah. I hate the Young Bucks. Like there's no like. I don't like them. Go away, please. Do not ever wrestle again. Triple H, as you just brought up in that match with Mick Foley, I hated the way Mick Foley was done in that match. I wanted to see Triple H get his ass whooped, but I liked what Triple H was doing as a wrestler. So I get that. Um, So to mix up the order a little bit, I've gone first. Brandon's gone first. Kurt, we're going to let you go first now with the greatest wrestler to never win a world championship. So my greatest wrestler to never win a world championship would be Ted DiBiase. Be who? Oh, Ted DiBiase. Okay. Ted DiBiase. I think Ted DiBiase could have been Ric Flair 2.0. He had everything Ric had. He didn't have as much charisma as Ric had, but he had the mic skills. He could wrestle. He made you. He could be a, a heel or a great babyface. He had everything. And I, I I don't know why they never put a title on him, but Ted DiBiase would have been a great world champion. Great world champion. Okay, not mad at that. And as a babyface, and I, I read across this or ran across this yesterday in my research for certain things uh, related to this this subject. At one point, Ted DiBiase was so endeared to the fans that they were crying when he got his ass beat in the TBS studios. Damn, they were crying on TV. So, um, yeah, that's, that's wild. Good, good choice, Kurt. Good choice. Um, my choice and, and here's where I think that Kurt may a little bit roll his eyes and go, Oh shit, here we go. Um, but my choice for greatest wrestler to have never won the world championship, Scott Hall. Mm. I, I, I think Scott Hall had everything it you would need to have a good champion. Um, the dude had the physique. Um, he had the in-ring ability. He had the ability on the mic. He had the charisma. And I just think that, that either babyface or heel champion, 
I think that he would have been would have been a huge draw as champion. Um, yeah, I'm not mad at that at all. I'm not okay. mad at that at all. Okay, because I know I know we've kind of had the conversation before about his mind for the business or whatever. But um, that that's my pick. I, I go with uh, I go with Scott Hall. So, uh, Brandon, who is your pick for greatest wrestler to have never won a world championship? Uh, my greatest wrestler to have never won a world championship, Rowdy Roddy Piper. That's my greatest. Rowdy Roddy Piper. I think as a heel, especially when he was at the top of his heelness, he would have been a great heel champion for the babyface, which would have been Hulk Hogan in WWF. They would have been he would have been a great uh, he would have been a great challenger to Hulk Hogan for the title, in my opinion, because of <clears throat> just how you know Roddy Piper Roddy Piper was as a heel. So yeah, yeah. I, I think he should. I think he should have got at least one run with the world champion. I agree. I'm not mad yeah, at that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I was I, just about I, to say, not mad I'm at not, it at all. I'm not. I'm not mad at that. And he sh- and he should. He Roddy should have been the champion. Yes. Uh, so uh, back in '84, '84 when they yep. were hyping Hogan up, yep. he should have lost it to Roddy. He should have lost to Roddy, especially when Roddy and Paul Andre were together. I thought they were the greatest heel tag team of all time. Mm-hmm. And he yep. definitely should have lost it to Roddy because that would have been tremendous. Tremendous yeah. back then. Oh yeah, Roddy definitely was Roddy, a champion. Even though Roddy was a champion for a week, and then Coke it, got it right. Yeah. It don't have to be a long Man. time. He, he definitely should have been the champion. Yes, all yeah. day. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, definitely. the the dude was when he was a heel and he was on. He was great. He, he was great. He was, was awesome. a fucking heat <laughs> magnet. He was to, great. To and this man. to this day, people talk about and remember two things of Piper. One, cracking Jimmy Snooker upside the head with the coconut. Which and, is awesome. And two, <laughs> painting himself black uh, against Brickhouse Brown. Um, now, I'm not saying, I'm not saying it was the smartest thing to do, but dude went all out to get the heat, is all I'm he saying. Did. He did. He, <laughs> I, yeah, he, they definitely should have put the title on him, and he done, not for a long time, but he definitely should have been champion at least one time. Yeah, yep. and, and and his mic skills, man, there there are few people, in my imagine. opinion, that yeah. are better than Roddy Piper on a microphone. Totally agree. Man, um, when, when, he was, and when he was at his prime, I'll say that. Totally. I agree. Imagine, imagine Piper on the mic. When he's the world champion, and he the big ho ho for that world. world Tremendous. Tremendous. Just imagine, <clears throat> imagine the promos, man. Yeah. All right, so mm. we've reached the uh, the true main event of the festivities here. Um, is there anybody who wants to volunteer to go first on this one? I'll go first. So right. I think the greatest wrestler of all time is Ric Flair, and we it, there's no a long discussion need to be had. I think Rick was tremendous. I hated him as a kid, as a heel as well. But Rick, he he had everything. He could put on the show, talk to the, the crowd into the stadium or any arena in the world. He had it all. He had it all. Yeah, no no argument there. I think, I think, as much as there's nothing to be said about the greatest babyface of all time for Hogan, I think the very same is true for Rick as greatest wrestler of all time. Um. I, I had a ongoing argument with somebody that I used to work with who felt like uh, Hulk Hogan was the greatest wrestler of all time. And my main yeah. argument against that was Hulk Hogan was a was a household name because of – and I'm taking nothing away from his charisma, but the, the marketing machine that was WWF. Mm-hmm. Ric Flair was a household name 
because Ric Flair talked, as Kurt said, talked people into the building. He didn't have the marketing behind him. Um, so I, 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 not no argument to be had for me, Kurt. Um, Brandon, would you like to go next, or would you like for me to go next? Uh, I'll go ahead and go next. Um, my, uh, my greatest wrestler of all time was Ric Flair. Um, there was nobody else. When we talked about it, I'm like, there's nobody else. That pops in my head. That's even close. Um, like Kurt said, Flair had everything. And even for people that don't watch wrestling, they know who Rick, a lot of people know who Ric Flair is. Right. They know the woo, and they know that he was a wrestler that, you know, he basically, he, he walked the walk and talked. He talked the talk and walked the walk. So, it, you know, everything he said, everything he said he did, that's what he did. And you can't, I'm sorry, you can't deny, you can't, you can't deny that. And on top of that, you know, every time he got into the ring, he could make, in his prime, he could make a broom look good. So, Man, let me tell you, what other wrestler do you know would in a promo on live TV say, ladies, I'm staying at the airport Marriott, room 222, come on by. (laughs) I mean, that whole crew of the Four Horsemen, uh, but particularly Flair, they were living what they were talking. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, no argument for me, Brandon. Um, So coming to me, greatest wrestler of all time, Ric Flair. (laughs) I mean, I, I just... I don't see how anybody could think anything else. It's not to take anything away from anybody else, but I don't see how anybody could intelligently argue against Ric Flair being the greatest wrestler of all time. Um, Simply, I mean, his longevity, um, even though towards the end, we may not have liked what we saw. The man started wrestling in what? 72, 73. Um, He was a huge draw wherever and whenever he wrestled. Um, even well into his way past prime years, um, he was great in the ring in his prime. I don't think anybody in his prime, nobody could touch him in the ring. Um, supreme mic skills. I don't think anybody in the history of wrestling cuts a better promo than Ric Flair in his prime. Um, and then one of the things that stood out in my mind, it's still to this day, I, I I am in awe when I watch this match. When everybody thought that he had nothing left in the tank, him and Undertaker stole the show at WrestleMania 18. The only reason people don't remember that match as the best thing to happen on WrestleMania 18 is because of the crowd in the main event, not because of the match. When 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 Hogan and Rock faced that match was eh, at best. But the crowd made that match unbelievable because of the, the way they switched up. Flair and Taker had a fucking clinic out there. Rick had no business. The chain. Rick Flair had no business having that good of a match at that age with somebody like the Undertaker. And Undertaker had no business having that good of a match with somebody like Flair at that point. And that's not yeah. saying anything bad against them, but nobody expected it. No, because when you say, "All right, Ric Flair," I think he was fifty something at that point. Ric Flair, fifty something versus the Undertaker. You you kind of roll your eyes and like, okay, it's just another body for Undertaker to to add to his count. But that match far exceeded any expectations anybody had. Um, at yeah. least in my shout opinion. out, 
And just it's, it's, shout, out, shout out to R. Anderson for that spine buster too. Yeah, but yes. just growing up as a kid, if you, even if you wasn't a wrestling fan, just listening to one of Rick's promos would make you want to go buy a ticket and say, okay, let, yes. I don't know who this guy is, but let me go see what the fuck is going on and what is he talking about? Yes. I want to be there tonight. I, yep. I want to I see what I want to be there about, tonight. And I want to see him get his ass kicked because I don't like how cocky he is. Yeah. It, and, he just, and, he, like I said, he talked him into the building. And check this out. Um, I, I'm not sure how wrestling crowds went um, prior to my understanding of wrestling business in, in the mid early to mid eighties when I started watching, but I don't recall ever seeing anybody dress up like a heel and sit ringside in a studio wrestling show. Ric Flair had his own fan club that weren't women sitting ringside every time they were in TBS studios. Absolutely. And that was unheard of at that time. The, the heel didn't want you liking him like that. No. And, <laughs> and, and, the, and the thing about this back in the 80s, it was like kind of taboo to be a heel fan. Yes. Because most of the fans were baby faces. But once Ric Flair started talking and horsemen formed, it was like the, it, it was cool to be a heel fan. Yeah. It, it was like, I hate you. It, it was take, take the hate for Tully Blanchard, but the love for Dusty Rhodes. And Correct. Put, and put that into the same person. Yeah. It's like, I hate you. I want to see you get your ass beat, but God damn, I can't quit watching you. <laughs> yeah. man, what you doing with some good quality shit. Yes. Yep. And and truthfully, man, I look back on uh, StarCast 5, and I do regret not getting a picture with him. Um, I do, too. I do. I, I want to kick myself in the ass every yes. time I think about it. I'm like, God damn it, you should have did that. Agreed. Yep. Agreed. Um, because... <laughs> It's just one of those things, like, I had that opportunity, and I passed it up, and I don't know that I'll ever get that opportunity again. So, uh, hopefully, this is what I'm hoping. And hopefully, God will bless us. I'm hoping, because he because he's Conrad's son-in-law, that, you know, because I think there will be another star cast. I think Rick will be there, and I think we'll get another opportunity, and if we do... I'm not letting. It, I'm not passing that by. I say we just bum rush it and, and force him to take a picture with us. <laughs> but you know what though? Y'all invited me. When y'all invited me or whatever, and I looked at who was coming and I saw who was going to be there, I said, "You got damn right," because I'm not. I, said, I don't know if I'm gonna ever have this opportunity ever to meet Ric Flair again. That was on my bucket list. So, man, let me. I couldn't believe y'all ain't gonna get a picture with him. I like, couldn't believe. Look, and I don't. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking about. At the time, because I was like, okay, you know, Rick, he all right, but I I, I want to kick myself in the ass right now. I, I will, I'll be honest and, and say the reason I chose not to was the cost. Um, I mean, and, and it's not that the cost itself was a problem, but paying that amount for one person to me, I just, and now I look back on it and like, that was ridiculous. I had 52 fucking meet and greets the last day of StarCast. That's not including anything before that. So why not pay an extra whatever it was to, to to sit and take a picture with the greatest wrestler that has ever existed, as Harley would say, on God's green earth. Yeah, and the cost mm-hmm. didn't bother me. It was just at a time when I was going through. I'm in my mind. I'm still going back as a as a kid. Like fuck, I hate Ric Flair. I don't want to take a picture with. Him. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and that's that, 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 that's how I was thinking. But see, check this out, Kurt. You just said you'll be fifty your next birthday, right? Yeah. And you felt that way looking at Ric Flair at 48, 49 years old. 
Yeah. Now, yeah. That alone is a testament to how good this fucking man was at his job. Now, yeah, because I'm like, I was like, fuck him. He's a hero. <laughs> we can talk all day long about some 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 life choices he's made outside of wrestling and all this shit, but when it comes to wrestling, there is no one greater than Ric Flair. No, no one. There, there's not. Nobody. There's not. And not even close. Not yeah. even close. And and I'll take it a step further and say that we will never see another talent like that ever again. I I agree. Totally agree. Simply be, totally simply agree. because the business has just changed so much now. But uh, the the way guys in in Flair's era hone their craft is not the same way it's honed now. So you're not going to see that type of. No disrespect to these men and women, but you're not going to see that type of dedication to what it is they're doing week in and week out. And these guys were doing it seven days a week, twice on Saturday, twice on Sunday for 360 days a year. They might yeah. have got the, the, the five days off in the year to go home and see their families. Yeah. So it, it's just, again, man, no disrespect to any wrestler out there. There are certainly some some amazing, awesome, great wrestlers in this profession, but it be, the the best conversation should begin and end with Ric Flair. Yes, I do want to add one thing. I, I, I forgot my honorable mention for the greatest wrestler to never hold a title. Okay. Uh, my second one would be Iron Anderson. Okay. I think Iron. I think Iron had everything that Ted had, if not more. And I think Iron would have been a great champion. That's I, my honorable mention. I do not disagree with that. Um, my thing for Iron. My compliment to Iron has always been that the title makes some some wrestlers. Arn was such a great wrestler that he didn't need any fucking title to to mm-hmm. to to be the talent that he was. No title made Arn. Although I agree with you that he should have had at least one run with that <laughs> with that strap. Um greatest television champion of all time um, in my my top echelon of greatest wrestlers of all time, yes, Arn deserved at least one run with that title. And one thing I do want to add, and I, I hear this a lot, and I, I, I disagree with the statement. I understand why they say it, that some wrestlers don't need the title. It's not about them needing it. It's about them deserving it. And, and, and I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Because I, when I hear that, I'm like, that's, that's the biggest cop out in the fucking world. <laughs> I don't want to hear that shit. They deserve that. And I think Iron deserved to be world champion. All right, well, damn, like I'll, I'll go back and edit that part of the show out. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> um, but, yeah, man, I, I, I'm going to look at my thing here. Um, greatest baby face. Do I, do I have an honorable mention? I, um, I, I can't argue against Hulk Hogan. Um, so I guess that would be my uh, – it seems silly to say, but that would be my honorable mention. I told you guys how I felt about trying to figure out who was my greatest heel – um, the greatest wrestler of all time, even if I had to name somebody, who shit. Um, this may surprise you. Um, first name that popped in my head was Eddie Guerrero. I'm not mad at that. First name, absolute first name that popped in my head. And if I had to name an honorable mention for greatest wrestlers to never win a championship, um, being that you said Arn Anderson, um, I would have said Arn Anderson. Had you not brought his name up, oh shit, um, that's a damn good question. I don't know who my who my my backup would have been on that. 
So, um, I actually enjoyed that conversation, folks. Uh, I expected us to to argue a little bit. Um, I certainly didn't expect <laughs> the 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 comedy turn that it took. <laughs> I didn't see that coming at all. I didn't either. Um, <laughs> that was good. That was good though. That was a late, hey, I'm sorry. That was, that's no, no, my it, sense of humor. Fine, man. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was a very late. welcome moment. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just being real. I'm just being realistic. Like, no, Tully. That was, hey man, that's good. That was good. Yeah. Like, come <laughs> on. Yeah, how many people know no Dane Tully and we actually let me, like him? Let me tell you. The, the, <laughs> amount, the amount of asshole that exists within Tully Blanchard, when Baby Doll was running with him and she started dating Sam Houston, Sam Houston got on the, the, the main Crockett plane with, with Baby Doll to ride with the, the horseman. Tully looked at him and said, what the fuck are you doing on here? And didn't want him on the goddamn plane. <laughs> Made him get off. Mm-mm. I'm like, damn it, man. Now, I don't know how he is now in, in terms because he's, he's involved in the ministry, I believe, in some capacity. But y- you you guys are 100% on it. Tully was a phenomenal heel. Uh, no denying that. No denying. That's the way God made him, especially giving them a name like Tully. Yeah. <laughs> Tully. Tully. I should have named Kobe Tully Glaze. Been a, goddamn Tully. Tully. Oh, shit. I just said my last name. Hey, y'all, y'all, y'all ignore that. That's not my last name. They ain't going to that damn Tully. God damn it, I, I deserve my anonymity. Um, but anyway, man, yeah, I enjoyed that conversation. Kurt, thank you for bringing, uh, for bringing the, the, the subject, that subject to, to light for us to do. Um, I want to do some more shit like that. So, um, next week, folks, we are back at it once again. Um, next weekend is Royal Rumble weekend. Uh, me and the, me and the guys here will discuss whether or not we're going to do a regular recording on Saturday and then maybe do a live broadcast for the Royal Rumble. Not the entire event Royal Rumble because I don't think any of us want to sit on, including you guys listening, I don't think any of us want to sit on this motherfucker for four hours. Um, But uh, we'll discuss that amongst the three of us and we'll come up with a plan for that. Um, I do have a question for you guys in, in reference to the Royal Rumble before we get out of here. If you had just off the top of your head, spur of the moment, if you had to name your favorite Royal Rumble, what would it be? Or do you remember? I don't even remember. I, can, I can't even answer that. I, I don't even remember. Okay. Brayden, how about you? Do you, um, you mean what, the, the, the match or the show? The show. The, well, the Rumble itself. The Rumble itself. Okay. Because I was about to say, if it was for the show, my favorite Royal Rumble show was the Royal Rumble 2000. And my actual favorite Royal Rumble is the one he did in 92 when Ric Flair won the title. Okay. My, my favorite one. My favorite Royal Rumble of all time is the one in 98. Because it blew my fucking mind that Mick Foley entered that match three different times as three different that, that was classy. <laughs> I mean, he came out as Cactus Jack, then he came out as Dude Love, then he came out as Mankind. Um, that was awesome to me. So uh, that's just because of that, I think that's that's my favorite um, Royal Rumble of all time. 
Um, so before we get out of here, gentlemen, is there, uh, is there anything, um, newsworthy that you want to bring up or, uh, anything? Oh, yes, there is something newsworthy we need to bring up. Um, I'm glad I thought of it. It is not necessarily breaking news, but it is news that, uh, is new to the public. Um, Vince McMahon has officially settled with the lady who accused him of raping her. Um, in 1986. Now, I want to be very clear to, to, to steer uh, wrestling with my thoughts out of any potential legal trouble. Uh, those are allegations. Nobody is stating nor claiming that Vince McMahon did these things. They are, they are allegations that were never proven nor unproven, and the case has now been settled. It's done with, so there's nothing more to say about it in, in that frame. But... Um, she did, she did get a settlement. The lady's name is uh, Rita Chatterton, and she accused Vince McMahon of raping her in 1986. She was originally seeking a settlement of $11.75 million. Uh, all the reports I've been able to read across, there, there, there's been no mention of what the settlement was. There have been one or two that said it wasn't what she was looking for, but it wasn't far off of it. Uh, how true that is, I don't know, but... Um, uh, Vince McMahon has settled that, that lawsuit, and he did so a month ago, uh, but nobody knew about it. Um, McDevitt did, or McDevitt did uh, issue a statement that McMahon um, categorically denies ever having raped this lady, um, and that he only settled to avoid the cost of litigation. Um, <clears throat> Piggybacking off the conversation we had last week about uh, whether they will or won't sell, what's going on with Vince McMahon coming back, um, I think that whether it's uh, uh, because of a pending sale or because of pending uh, media rights negotiations, that's the reason Vince settled. I don't think it had anything to do with the cost of litigation. Um, I'm not saying he's guilty or nothing. That's, that's not what I'm saying. I just think he settled, like, get this shit out of the way. We need to make some money. Um, do either of you guys, uh, Brandon, do you have any, any thoughts on that? No, I mean, I, I don't, I just, you know, Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. What about you, Kurt? Any, any comments or thoughts? So, I think then this, then I said it earlier, I think he settled because this is my opinion. I think he has no intentions of settling the company. And I think he's trying to get back in the power until he takes everything back over. Hey man, we shall see. We we shall see. Um, I shared with with Kurt and Brandon that Vince's um, thought process or his retort to the the, the rape allegations uh, was to say that um, allegedly Vince said this. I'll say that that David Schultz was behind putting this lady up to accusing Vince of rape to get back at Vince for firing him and costing him money um, after he slapped the holy shit out of, out of John Stossel on on TV. It wasn't live, but it was on TV. Um, classic Vince. I mean, it's just, yeah, this ain't me. This is a wrestler getting back at me. So, um, but ladies and gentlemen, that's about all we have for this episode of Wrestling With My Thoughts. Uh, on behalf of Kurt, well, I won't do that. Kurt, do you have anything you want to say to the uh, ladies and gentlemen listening before we get out of here? Yeah, y'all be safe out there. Have a good weekend, and let's enjoy this playoff football. Yay, yay. What about you, Brandon? 
Uh, or uh, I'm gonna start calling you. I'm gonna start calling you Tully now. Anywho, uh, everybody have a great weekend. Enjoy this playoff football. Um, I'm actually kind of rooting for Dallas a little bit. I'm not even gonna go there. <laughs> I'm just waiting on the Brandon. Brandon, on the to drop. <laughs> Brandon is pulling for the Cowboys to 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 get some peace for his sister. That's all that is. <laughs> I, no, I oh, really, speaking. I, to be honest, I really want to see him win because I'm like y'all have been y'all have been stabbing yourself in the foot for the last thirty years. So, well, they they still on probation with me, so you know it's, it's still up in the air. They're gonna be my yeah, ten years. Got, look, they gotta get that get back. I watched that clip again last year when uh, right, that, that that last playoff game ended when they played 49ers at home. Yeah, and I, it, they, it's the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. I've never seen people, and we survived through twenty eight three. <laughs> I've never seen people cry. At the end of a playoff game, that yeah. that's yeah. They still on probation with me to see if they're gonna be my team next year. So we don't see how it happens tomorrow. Hey, we would we would love. I, I'll get you an application from the Denver Broncos, um, ASAP because we we need some fandom help because we suck right now, um, badly. So um, in closing, I just want to say to the ladies and gentlemen listening, thank you for your support. Um, and, and I feel secure in speaking for, for Kurt and Brandon when I say this. We cannot do this without your support. We could do it without your support, but it would just fall flat in all of our efforts. We enjoy talking wrestling, but we want to bring this to you guys, other wrestling fans. So thank you for, for your support. Be sure to check us out on social media. The Wrestling With My Thoughts podcast is on Facebook, both as a, a Facebook page and a group. Check us out. The Wrestling With My Thoughts podcast is on Instagram at WWMT underscore ENT. You can reach us via email if you have suggestions for the show. If you would like to come on the show, we are very open to having guests on the show. So um, if you want to come on the show, hit us up at at email WWMTENT at gmail.com. what else have I got going on? I, I don't know what else we got going on, but we're here and we want you guys to continue to support us, help us grow. Please like the, uh, the podcast page. Please share the podcast and comment. Please give us some comments. If you think we suck, tell us we suck. And then we'll take you to task on the next show. No, I'm kidding. Um, but, uh, thank you guys for, for everything you give us in, in terms of, of supporting the show. Um, you guys keep me in uh, in your, I won't say thoughts and prayers, but my son and I have set up a um, a trip that we're road trip that we're going to be taking uh, in uh, in March to go out to Texas to visit something that um, I've wanted to do for a long time, and finally saying I'm going to do it. So hopefully, y'all keep it in your thoughts and prayers that everything stays the way it is, that nothing disrupts this, because I've wanted to do this for a while. And if I, if I, if I think it's what I think, you crazy. I, it is, and I am. Yeah. Um, to, to yeah. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, to tell you what it is, um, um, I'm driving out to Texas um, with the sole purpose of visiting uh, the uh, house of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, that, Whoa, that house is now a cafe. It's called uh, Hooper's Cafe uh, in in uh, honor of the director of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, one of my favorite horror movies of all time. And I've wanted to go see that house for a long time once I realized it was still standing, especially once I found out it was a cafe. 
So hopefully I'll get to do that in March as planned. Um, possibly going to link up with an old friend out there that uh, Kurt and I know. Um, we're going to look for other things to do too. So it's not, that's the main reason we're going, but uh, we'll find some other things to do too. Just trying to enjoy life a little bit more. So ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, we will see you next weekend. Same wrestling time, same wrestling channel, and we are out, chill.